Hi guys. Hi loves. Hi loves. I'm Gabs and this is my girlfriend Soph. And we are your podcast hosts. Welcome to Queer Podcast, where we bring you all things queer, my dear. We speak to a different guest each episode as they tell us their coming out story. We listen to the good, the bad, the ugly and the outright hilarious. This is the content that we wish we had when we were stuck in the closet. And it's such a pleasure to be able to speak to some amazing people each episode and bring you a new and different story. If you've got a coming out story that you want to share, get in touch with us, email or DM on Instagram at qu.ear. Sit back, relax, grab a cuppa. And a biscuit. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, thank you. And keep an ear out for queer. And we're rolling. Hiya, darling. Hiya, darling. You're right. I'm all right. How's it going? You? Yeah, yeah, not bad, not bad. Thanks. <laughs> Welcome back to episode 16. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> and the haters said we wouldn't get past 10. We don't have haters. No, you're right. I say haters, I mean the um, voice in my head. Yeah. <laughs> the inner battle in my head. Yeah. <laughs> The devil on my shoulder. Because I hear that a lot too. <laughs> Yours. Stop it. <laughs> I'm a delight. <laughs> you are. <laughs> you are. So we're coming at you from our new office, the couch. Yes. <laughs> we were using our little office space mm. with the nice wallpaper, but you know. We figured seats. we'd change it up. Yeah. yeah. Comfy seats. Yeah. We've got the cats. We have yeah. got Ma- Lola mascot with us today. Mm-hmm. We had a sneak peek from here on the last episode. We did. As I said, wherever I go, she goes. Mm. Mm. It's a bit like you. Oh, yeah, if it's <laughs> off. <laughs> so today on this episode, we are speaking to Dean from Espanol. Yes. Well, well from he's, Bristol. He's originally from Bristol, but he's living but in Coming Spain. at you from Spain. Indeed. Yeah. I don't know how to say that in Spanish. Indeed. <laughs> 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 Dean is bisexual and he is the first male bisexual we've spoken to on Queer Podcast, which is exciting. I know, yeah. It was a very, very interesting conversation for me personally as well. I mean, I know you feel the same, but I think there's a lot of questions that people have for like bisexual males. I think so too. I think there's a lot of confusion around bisexuality these days anyway. Yeah. And a lot of erasure towards bisexual people. Yeah. Um, but it was really nice to speak to Dean about it because, like you said, I think, generally speaking, it's more on the male side. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Like, he gets a lot of questions from from people, doesn't he, about his sexuality. He gets questioned yeah. a lot, yeah. quizzed about it. And, yeah, we, we ask him what it's like, really, being bisexual in this world today. Yes. As, as a, a bloke who's had girlfriends and boyfriends, it was really interesting to speak to yeah. him about what he's been through you know, in his coming out process mm-hmm. and like in his own head and kind of what he dealt with having a whilst having a girlfriend and being bisexual. Yeah. Um and it was really, really good to talk to him and have that discussion. Yeah. And so incredible. Like I really love how his girlfriend reacted to him coming out. But we shall say no more. Mm. Don't want to give yeah, anything we away. Spoil it. <laughs> <laughs> Basically just telling you the story. But... Don't spill all the tea. <laughs> God. But we'll stop nattering on and we'll let Dean take the floor. Yeah. The star of the Senor, Senor Dean. So, senorita. Mm-hmm. Por favor, un bocadilla. Oh, what does bocadilla mean? 
I think the literal translation for what I just said was, please a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I'm hungry. <laughs> Me gusta manzanas. <laughs> we hope you enjoy the episode, loves. Enjoy, loves. Enjoy, loves. <laughs> Yes, Dean. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Good, thanks. How are you? Good, thanks. Yeah, busy week with work and stuff. Yeah. And so you're in Spain? Yeah, but, yeah, I'm in Seville. Nice. Yeah, I'm from Bristol, but moved to Spain about five years ago. Oh, um, wow. So yeah, we will leave the floor to you. You're here to tell us your coming out story. Where does it start? Yeah, thanks for having me like tell this story really. I've never sat down and done this. So it's a bit really? like strange for me, but I just think it's great what you're doing. Oh, Thank I you. think it's great for people who might be struggling themselves, but also for parents as well. And I think like the parent part is a part that a lot of people maybe miss or don't think about. Mm-hmm. So I'm 31 years old now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my story started quite a long time ago. Yeah. Um, God, all these parents in... are gonna be thinking, a long time what are you saying <laughs> yeah. yeah i know yeah like, you're a baby yeah like, i'm still a baby <laughs> yeah it just feels like a long time when you think about these sorts of stories in your life because you look back and you think like wait was that really like i know yeah years ago and you're like, <laughs> yeah it's mad isn't it so much happened you know but yeah i grew up in a town like near bristol in the south of england and school was kind of tough for like most people I guess but like yeah that's kind of where it started I think you know Mm -hmm. around I would say like year eight so I would have been probably around like 13 I guess Mm -hmm. I just kind of like realize I don't know you just kind of realize so I'm gonna use quotations like something isn't right you know (laughs) like because when you're younger you're just kind of like wait what what's going on here like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is this here? intrusive thought <laughs> yeah exactly that's such a good way of putting it yeah because that's exactly how I kind of like saw it yeah intrusive thoughts almost you just kind of like block that block that yeah. go away go away no thank you don't need that I've got enough going on I'm 13 yeah. life's hard enough you yeah. know <laughs> um, so yeah it was just kind of like where it started but I don't know there's a lot going on through school anyway and so that on top you know you've just kind of think Uh, this is shit (laughs) so when I say like intrusive thoughts it was just kind of like yeah I realized that like I liked girls I liked guys but like I was having a real really really hard time like even saying that to myself at the time yeah you know I was like really young and and I think what impacted me a lot at that time was the language people were using around me stuff I saw or heard other people talk about there were only maybe like one or two people in my school who were out I'm not even sure if they were they even had to come out if you see what I mean Mm, they were just naturally out sort of thing you know Mm. we, we knew they were gay or they were queer and so they really didn't have a good time at all any of these people and that just made me close that door and lock it shut and I was like nope I don't want to be treated like that I was yeah. like absolutely no way of course yeah I feel like it's really common unfortunately and mm-hmm. it just kind of makes you deny it you know you're just kind of like no 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 that's not me no way no way but yeah I mean through school I had various different like groups of friends so I was friends with guys I was friends with girls we were friends with, we had like group friends and then there were times where like I didn't have many friends and I think it's quite common for people to kind of get picked out in school as well so that happened to me like you know I wasn't 
footbally kind of guy but then I didn't fit in with like Spice Girls and that's all of this yeah. music like I hated yeah. all of that like pop stuff that's stereotypical you know yeah as I kind of got a little bit older through school I just found myself not really fitting in either side yeah. <laughs> so I was just kind of like okay like girl friendships seem to be the safest space for me right now so I kind of gravitated towards female friendships more so, I mean, that's, you know, you come into terms with yourself there, your sexuality. I mean, that is a journey in itself, isn't it? So, yeah. what age kind of did you accept that yourself? Really, really late. I want to say, well, even through college, mm-hmm. so it would have been like, what, 17, Yeah, 18? yeah, yeah. I still wasn't out in any way. I was still, quotation, straight male. Yeah. Um, But yeah, what's important to note here is that when I was 15, I met a girl. We were working in an ice cream parlor (laughs) by the beach (laughs) in rainy England. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, I met her. She was kind of working in the fish and chip area, which was next door to the ice cream parlor. And we kind of like worked close together and I met her there. Um, And we started like getting on really well and we started dating and stuff. And I was 15 at the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I met her and then we ended up becoming boyfriend and girlfriend. So we were in a relationship. I was still kind of, I I guess I had acknowledged that I, I liked both sexes mm-hmm. but I hadn't really I hadn't come out to it to anybody at this point I was just kind of going with it and just yeah. honestly just taking it day by day and just kind of like getting through life and just yeah. if I was kind of happy I, then that that was kind of it yeah. but yeah I think I was kind of lucky in the fact that as I kind of grew like got older I was able just to blend into life you know it wasn't really a problem for me yeah really really questioned my sexuality or you know yeah. I, mean, I didn't have to yeah. have those awkward conversations at that stage mm-hmm. yeah how long was you with this girl for so i was with her for 12 years wow wow yeah and there was no talk of your sexuality during them 12 years at all or yeah there was so she actually there was a point where she had to decide whether she was going to university and I wasn't going down that route. So that mm-hmm. would have meant, you know, we were going separate paths, paths almost. And we were having conversations around like me possibly like moving with her and we would, she would go to university and I would get a job. I was working in like admin jobs at the time. Mm-hmm. So it'd be quite easy to kind of transfer almost. And I was like, yeah, okay, that sounds great. But like in my mind, I was like, I can't do this. Like, I can't move in with somebody who doesn't know yeah. who I am. Like, oh, yeah. this isn't fair on her. This isn't fair on me. I've got to deal with this. Yeah. Like, what do I do? Yeah. And I still really wanted to be with her. I was really happy in that relationship. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to live with her not knowing, you know, that this was all going on. So, yeah, yeah I kind of, so I, I did have that conversation um, with her and it went really, really well. She was oh, really, really supportive. That's she incredible. always has been supportive. Yeah. 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 I was so lucky. Wow. That's amazing. Um, was there a bit of anxiety leading up to that conversation or did you just know that she would yeah. take it real well? There no, was... like so much anxiety. Wow. Like in my mind, I prepared like for her to leave me. Yeah. <laughs> so I was yeah. like... Yeah, standard, like right. just assume the worst case scenario. Like, I feel like everybody yeah. does. It's, yeah. it's such a scary thing to do, isn't it? It's such a common theme as well. Like I was listening to a couple of other people's stories on your podcast mm-hmm. and they were saying like the same thing. Like when they were telling like the first people or, or whatever, they would just assume like the very worst. And it was like, no, they're going to disown me. That's it. That's the end. Like as soon as I do this, it's done. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. like in so many cases, like it's just not the case. It's... Yeah. But... It is for us because it's such a big deal. But Mm. yeah, she was great. Um, She was like, all right, cool. Like, she was like, as long as we're not, you know, in an open relationship and you're happy with me, like, you know, like, uh, which is conversations, you know, you have to have when you're in a relationship. But yeah, yeah, so I was like, cool. Okay, so like, you're just fine with this. Like, we can just continue like in a relationship. And she was like, yeah. So yeah, I did. I moved, I moved in with her. We went to Nottingham. She 
studied journalism. I did my own thing, my own jobs, and tried to keep up with student drinking while holding down jobs. Yeah, fully employed. Yeah, but it was amazing because I got to experience Freshers' Week without having to study. Like, yeah, <laughs> and earn money as well. Yeah, yeah I could never do that now, but yeah, yeah miraculously survived and my jobs. But yeah, she was awesome. Like we, yeah, we had a great relationship there and about three years we lived in Nottingham um, in like shared houses together and with other friends and student houses yeah. and all of this sort of stuff but yeah so she was great yeah she's a great person we're still friends really? now so the relationship ended not not long ago like a few years ago mm-hmm. I've completely lost track of time are we talking like four or five years <laughs> <laughs> yeah like yeah three years okay yeah. three years I think three yeah. years ago yeah <laughs> but yeah so I came out to her as bisexual and I still hadn't told my family at this point right okay. and there were a lot of people in my life who still didn't know like friends close friends still didn't mm-hmm. know and so there was still a lot a lot going on there but yeah like it was important just like she knew first and can you talk about why it was important for you to to come out even though you was happy in your relationship? Because I think a lot of people yeah. will be thinking, well, you know, you don't need to tell anyone because you're just happy in a relationship. But what, yeah. what they might be missing is the fact that you're not fully mm. exposing yourself as, as yes. who you are. And that's important, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, I think that's a great question because it's something that I didn't realize until like a few years after. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize how much I was kind of, I'd repressed it, how many areas of my life that had affected mm-hmm. until after all of this happened. And I was able to kind of stop and go, wow, like I'm in this good place now where like I'm living my like authentic self, yeah. if you like. Mm-hmm. And that does affect a lot of your life you know it affects like friendships the people you meet your job your your career your anybody really that you meet because you're always kind of thinking oh god do I have to come up to this person or like yeah, do yeah. I, you never like, stop oh, coming out do? Do you? no you really don't yeah that's so true but it was important because respect for her which you know she was dating somebody who was hiding something quite huge from her you know like yeah. so that was important to let her know but yeah, it was also a big milestone in me getting through that process. So it was like, okay, let's just work through this together. And then luckily she was supportive and she was so helpful in kind of dealing with other stuff in the future as well. Amazing. So yeah, I, it was just, it was important to kind of have that conversation, definitely. Yeah, so what happened then after the breakup or did you break up because of this? If you don't mind me asking. Yeah, no, we didn't actually, yeah. Um, we, we kind of just drifted apart, to be honest. It was okay. just like 12 years we had moved to Spain together from Mm -hmm. England and we spent three years in Spain living together and there was yeah it was just there was a lot of pressure and yeah we just kind of drifted apart you know it wasn't like yeah it wasn't really anything to do with sexuality it was just we just drifted apart yeah yeah it happens doesn't it human relationship things yeah yeah, I mean, we both talk about it. We're still really good friends. Like, we both consider each other best friends. Oh, I don't think you can be in a relationship of 12 years and not know somebody so well that you can't call them your best friend. Yeah. You know? But oh. So, yeah, we still talk and we always kind of talk about that. And we're kind of just like, God, like, isn't it great that, like, we did actually split up because she's now with somebody new. I'm with somebody new. Like, we're in really great places and, like, that's fine like that's okay yeah. like to move on and, and oh, make yeah. those decisions definitely it's just you know different chapters of your life really isn't it mm. and and yeah. that served such an amazing relationship for you at that time 
and then yeah you know obviously it gets to a point where you just want different things and now yeah. you look at it and you think god it does happen for a reason because she's in an amazing place and you're in an amazing place so yeah the, the, something funny happened there but i remember um when you're in a straight relationship like it's odd now because i've experienced both mm -hmm. so i have a boyfriend now so i've experienced both and i feel like the world view like it's just so strange the way that you're treated in different yes. situations yeah. if you yeah. understand like so I went from like being seen in most situations to just being a straight straight white male with with a girlfriend yeah and that was just super easy yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. it was just like great this is just like how much easier can this get for me like yeah yeah and then going into like a gay relationship where all of a sudden there's a whole load of shit that you have to deal with in oh, different situations I, yeah you know, oh, yeah so prepared for that yeah. like <laughs> i was like nobody told me this is gonna happen and i have to deal with all of this yeah so that's really interesting that i feel like that's quite a unique perspective that are, like some people don't don't see both sides you know like yeah. they go like they don't see both sides yeah. so it was yeah um that was interesting yeah mm -hmm. i think it's sadly there's still quite a lot of biphobia that exists especially yeah. for males i think definitely and you know a lot of that that exists right now i'm sure is not malicious but people can't grasp the understanding that just because you're in a relationship say what appears to be a straight relationship it doesn't necessarily mean it doesn't invalidate the the fact that you also might be sexually attracted to men or yeah do you know what i mean or the opposite gender and and you know people often say oh well they they came out as bisexual but they're with the same sex now so they're obviously now gay do you know what i mean and yeah it's not yeah. The or, or they're with and... the opposite sex so they're obviously straight but it's yeah. just not is it yeah and like what would you say mm. to you know somebody who had that opinion because you've really yeah. had such a solid healthy honest relationship with, with a woman and now you're in i assume a good relationship with a man and yeah that's such an in interesting perspective to have so like, i'd love to hear your take on like what you would say to yeah yourself. i've had to deal with this exact situation before and, mm -hmm. and learn to navigate those type of conversations to be honest like i can't remember where i saw it. i may have read it or or somebody might have told me, but it's just a very simple way to shut somebody down. That yeah. kind of Ooh, says, yes, that kind of assumes it. you're that yeah. kind of assumes you're cheating on your partner. Or, yeah. You know, you must be in an open relationship yeah. because you like both sexes. So I, I had these conversations a lot with people, mainly just like in pubs or whatever, or you know, just if you're having like general chat, whatever. And they, they would say like to your partner, they would say like, oh, well, how do you handle your partner? Like, you know, you're in an open relationship. How do you allow them to like? have sex with women and with men and, and and then you're like no that's that's not how this works i'm in a relationship like with yeah. one person yeah and then i would say well you fancy other women right so do you cheat on your wife yeah like, exactly it's the same fucking principle yes. like it's oh, not yes. it's not hard to to grasp like yeah. just because you like more than one gender doesn't mean that you're out yeah. sleeping with everybody you see yeah. it's just a really um sometimes an ignorant way of viewing but also sometimes it's just lack of education or having those conversations yeah. they yeah. don't have a lot of people in their lives maybe that have those conversations or these experiences so mm -hmm. it's just another reason why i think podcasts like this are, are important because a lot of people aren't exposed to these types of conversations yeah. exactly yeah it's, mm -hmm. hearing people's point of view yeah. it's an easy way just to be like no 
that's yeah. not how this works. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah, there's just no difference. It's such a, exactly. Yeah. There is such a warped mm. concept and, and um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Like a warped perspective. Yeah. Of bisexual yeah. people, but just an ignorant one, really. Not that they are being ignorant, but they just lack the education. Yeah, like you, said. you know, yeah, or maybe not exposed to that because obviously it's it is new to a lot of people, and you think they are making assumptions in a way, but maybe not maliciously, just no. with ignorance yeah yeah and they maybe just they don't know really how to have those conversations in a a more respectful way almost so it's so like approaching those with compassion and Mm -hmm. understanding is the best way rather than to you know jump in with all guns blazing and call them out it's just look this is how it is like do you cheat on your wife just because you fancy the other women no I don't cheat on my boyfriend just because I may fancy other people do I mean it's just yeah 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 absolutely it's very mm. easy to grasp exactly. but, um, yeah. yeah that's just one challenge you, you know that out of many <laughs> yeah, yeah out of many yeah, yeah. well dean tell yeah. us about uh, coming out to your family then how was that and when this is interesting because so i have a sister she's um one year older than i am i'm so bad at math <laughs> it's like quite embarrassing is that like, spanish here but yeah <laughs> <laughs> time is just like warped. yeah the, yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah so she's He's a year older than siesta, I bitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i wish i could have siestas during the day um yeah so she's a year older than me i'm pretty confident and she um she's the first person i told so my nan she uh was really unwell at one point and um so she's passed away now but oh. The time, the reason I say this is because we had a long drive from Bristol to London where my nan was. And I was like, right, I know that this is terrible timing, but me and my sister are going to be on our own in a car. She can't run away. (laughs) She can't can't escape this conversation. (laughs) But neither can you. And neither can I. So it was kind of like all or nothing. Yeah. It was like, I'm not going to open my door on the motorway and jump out. Yeah. Of I'm pretty, pretty <laughs> confident. So I was like, right, I'm just going to have yeah. this conversation with her and just be like, there you go. What are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> so, I'll leave you to so ponder that for the rest of the drive. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I just thought like, I don't know, for me, like driving is quite therapeutic as well. So I oh, figured yeah. like, maybe she's calm. I don't know. Like, yeah. We'll just give it a go. See how this goes. So uh, she was the first person I told and we just had that conversation and um, I was like, yeah. So like, what do I do? <laughs> she was like, I don't know like she was like now would be a really bad time to tell mum and dad because there's a lot going on and I was like no no I totally get that yeah I'm not gonna throw this onto them Mm -hmm. as well and Um, sorry did you have uh, a boyfriend at this point or did you come out no okay Mm -hmm. yeah no this so yeah sorry times again (laughs) yeah Um, this was after um after I had split okay with my girlfriend and yeah had some time yeah back in England and was just yeah sorting all mm-hmm. this mess out okay <laughs> yeah so I, I just I told her and, and she was great as well she was supportive and she was like okay well that's fine um now we need to sort mum and dad out because that's a thing that you know I have to do and yeah. I was like shit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know we both kind of we both came to the conclusion that like my mum would be no my dad sorry would be um the person that would maybe take it most difficult mm-hmm. difficultly yeah <laughs> yeah and I think that's just because of like 
my dad's not like a particularly like oh macho macho you know yeah. the typical stereotype but growing up there was a lot of like language that, that i would say was homophobic yeah and, you know it's, mm-hmm. but just it's like generational as well yeah, yes yeah. and stuff like this and just little things that you think maybe like oh, i don't know how he's going to take this like i wasn't 100 confident that like it would be okay straight away so we were like let's sit down with dad first um and she was like i'll be there We'll talk this through, oh. and whatever happens, happens. And I was like, yeah. okay, right, it's fine. That's so, so nice like, yes, that you, you you had your sister there as a bit of an ally. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm sure it would have so taken, would have made you feel a lot more, a little bit more relaxed anyway, some sense of that. Yeah. To have someone to lean on who no, also knows. And... Yeah, I definitely don't feel like, I don't know if I would have been able to do it without her there because, like, it was such, a, it is a really big thing for yeah. like two parents, you know. Yeah. You know. Oh, like, my God, yeah. It's, like, <laughs> there's so much pressure, like, mm-hmm. just on yourself. And, yeah, it's just a really difficult conversation yeah. to have. I mean, and not knowing what's going to happen is where that pressure kind of comes from, I guess. Yeah. But sometime after, timelines don't matter at this point because I'm useless at them. <laughs> sometime after, we sat down back at home and... I was like, right, dad, I need to talk to you about something. And I really need your attention. Are you okay with that? Can we talk? And he was like, okay. And I just kind of explained to him, you know, and he was like, oh, right. So you're ACDC, are you? And I was like, what the fuck's that? <laughs> like, I still don't know what ACDC yeah, well, is. It's a band. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're a band, they... but I don't know the reference. I can't get the reference. No, I don't know the reference. Maybe that's just like, maybe them. like, not, maybe one that... of them is bisexual. I don't Possibly. know. I don't know. Like, I think it's like, he did explain to me, but you know, when, you, when you're having these conversations, yeah. just, they tend to just blur. Yeah. And you're just like, yeah. what? Like, what, like, what is this? My brain is mush right now, and now you're just throwing letters at me. Like, yeah. what? Yeah. <laughs> like, I knew it was like a rock band or something. Yeah. I was yeah. like, we are generations apart now. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, like, it was kind of a relief because it kind of distracted from the moment and I was like, okay, I can breathe. Yeah. And he was like, well, first off, I thought you were going to tell me you were, like, really ill, like, you were sick because you were so serious when you told me you wanted to talk to me. Yeah. And I was like, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to worry you or anything. So he kind of, like, really didn't have a, have a clue. He was just like, oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. But, yeah, generally, he surprised me so much. Like... It went so well that like I was just like, wow, you've been really supportive. I was like, are you sure that like I can go and unpack my bag now? And yeah. like, I, can stay, I can still stay. <laughs> like, because I think when you come out to your parents, it's just you expect the worst. You yeah. just do. And I want that to change so badly for, yeah. for everybody, but everybody has their own set of circumstances and a lot of different factors that are involved in that but it went really really well and so he surprised me a lot uh, I think me and my sister were just kind of like what <laughs> well, well that's it each other like oh right yeah okay. I've like <laughs> scheduled some two drama. hours out of my day for this and you're just fine with it yeah yeah, yeah exactly it was exactly that yeah. it was like life is normal and I was like okay I feel a bit like what do I do with myself now <laughs> yeah. like do I just like normally go make a cup of tea or what <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah I he took time to process that of course because like I'm his son and parents have expectations Mm -hmm. and of what your future look like and so I'm still respectful of that but I also need respect that this is Mm -hmm. a fact you know like yeah I now have a boyfriend and I may not end up with a woman I may not end up marrying and having children and all of this sort of stuff and so yeah there's still a lot of that to work out but my mum on the other hand I think 
took it a little bit more difficult because of that fact mm-hmm. right, because okay, mums yeah. have more of that future vision for you you know yeah. children, tend to so. want grandkids <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and i mean no, I, I do want kids but i mean mm. shit that's gonna be difficult and expensive isn't yeah it? <laughs> as my mum would say um you do understand that you are kind of missing a factor with the childbearing process i was like yes mum, i do know how like biology yeah, works but there are ways around it like you don't need to keep reminding me that i need some sperm <laughs> yeah exactly yeah i often joke to my friends like when we get drunk i'm like are you sure you don't want to carry my baby <laughs> yeah. yeah you're my best friend please carry my child well we can maybe exactly. we can all come to some sort of an arrangement yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah my, my dad wanted to have the conversation with my mum about me so i I didn't get to speak to my mom about really coming out. I didn't, in a way, I didn't have to do that, which is a good thing. Mm. I guess it's a good thing, but I guess I kind of would have liked to have had that conversation as well because it's more personal, but yeah. he just felt it was better that he had that conversation with her. And so it just turned out that my mom, I think, is, you know, working through things a bit slower than my dad. Yeah, yeah. It's just funny, you know, like you don't know, you have expectations in your mind when you come out to people and you don't really know what's going to happen. And like the entire table turns and you're like what like yeah. the person I thought wouldn't have a problem with this possibly struggling more than the other person yeah, yeah. oh my god it, it was the same with me you know my my dad bought me really? up pretty much as a lad you know buying me football kids <laughs> he took me to football he was the coach like he was you know there was girls there that we're lesbians like clearly and i thought he was gonna be buzzing <laughs> like, i thought he was gonna be yeah clearly <laughs> i thought he was gonna be like made up you know i'm not gonna be bringing a lad yeah. home and all this stuff but oh my god you just surprised me but in the worst way and it's interesting yeah. with with your story too because a lot of people that we've spoke to anyway you know they speak to the to their mum and then their mum yeah. would usually be right i'll tell yeah. your dad i'll tell your father yeah, yeah. Yeah. and it's usually that's the scary bit but you know it's nice to hear that kind of you sat down with your with your dad and told him first mm. i yeah i get I, yeah, I guess we were just kind of like right tackle the most difficult one first head on come on <laughs> <Yeah>. let's go <laughs> like, yeah. and it just didn't turn out like that yeah. like yeah. he's been so supportive oh, and that's fantastic. been the most like active person around like talking about it you yeah know? like and that's, that's nice. to- it's been totally surprising it's just been like yeah. oh like we can com- comfortably have these conversations yeah, like yeah. how's the boyfriend how are you doing how's this? Like, oh, so nice isn't it the first time parents ask that question is the most incredible yeah. feeling yeah like there's something yeah, yeah. really um hard about it just being the elephant in the room yeah isn't it definitely so it's nice that he's been like that yeah do you find that uh, that anyone that you've spoken to so far has talked about the people who they've come out to have spoken a lot about their guilt Mm-hmm. like around maybe like not being there I'm using like quotations like not being there for you and you should have told me sooner and mm. you've dealt with all this on your own because that was also something that I experienced yeah, yeah. we have had that haven't yeah, we yeah we have I mean you know parents take it very different but they're also working through something themselves and I think yeah. you yeah. know coming out to to a parent sometimes they have to deal with homophobic battles that have just been belief systems passed down to them or yeah. they get all kind of defensive and be like oh you know what did I do did I do something did I do this or it yeah. could be like I can't believe you didn't tell me like what what's wrong what have I done yeah yeah I think like for the most obviously I can't speak for everyone and like you said everyone comes from different circumstances 
Um, but for the most part, I think parents can sometimes react badly, but coming from a place of real care. Like some are just genuinely nasty and homophobic, but like yeah. you say, Gab, <laughs> some do come from. Oh yeah, I can't, obviously love. I'm not going to general generalize yeah. to everybody, but like on the receiving end, especially when you're being so vulnerable, what feels like so suddenly and, yeah, you know, it's such a massive part of yourself and, and you've already kind of prepared yourself for the worst reaction, but on the receiving end of, of telling someone you're close to, like a parent. And then it's easy to take a reaction that's not inherently fantastic as as negative and straight away jump to, oh my God, they, you know, they don't like it. They, they think I'm gross or like they don't understand it. And like, it's that we've like sort of created maybe a, what's the word? Like a... Um, well, you, you've just read it wrong, haven't you? Yeah, but like affected your relationship with that person. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah. What I've come to learn over the years is, you know, I was very lucky, generally speaking, with my family, but a lot of what I've interpreted as negativity was just my mum was worried about how life was going to be for me, you know, how people were going to treat me. And yeah, just things like that, thinking about, yeah. Yeah, it's just not black and white, is it? Yeah, that's so true. Mm. Yeah, it's true about, yeah, I I think that's the same with my mum. Like, it's, she it, it definitely does come from a, a place of like care but i also didn't think about at the time like they now have to deal with this like quotations baggage you know it's kind of like now they have to they have to like come out to their friends yeah. and like oh the rest God, of them. Yeah, that's exactly you know there's like a train say, yeah. of shit and you're like yeah. oh god like yeah. it's just never ending that's it but, like, i mean you know we get judged anyway we have to come out constantly to other people to yeah. work colleagues um pretty much well most people we meet but like you know your family because it's not presumed and we are working towards this everyone (laughs) you know we're working towards like oh so do they do they have a partner you know and not just assuming gay but be uh, sorry not just assuming people are straight but because straight is assumed it's probably i'm not saying more normal i'm saying um more common to be straight that's assumed you know, yeah. and when it is assumed, you then have to come out as something other than what they've assumed. So, yeah. like, your parents do have to say, oh, no, well, actually... Because, you know, I mean, family friends will be like, oh, yeah, you know, has yeah. he got another girlfriend? Is he chatting to other girls? And then they then have to go through this awkward yeah. process themselves. And I think they do have a lot of anxiety around that themselves. So they are also struggling with this because they have exactly. a, a queer family member that they have to tell people that just assume yeah. otherwise, don't they? Yeah. It's so complex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it it's really stuff is. that I mean I think rightly so, you're very self involved when you're coming mm-hmm. out because it's it is about you and it's a huge life moment for you. But it yeah, there's it's so complex when you start to think about like the impact of everyone around you as well and you're like, wow, this is this could be like quite quite a lot to deal with like down the line like even years you know as people start to have these conversations I think with with parents though it's just yeah I don't know like how parents can be more sort of uh, like when you said you know you were like straight is assumed Mm -hmm. that I think that's very prominent when you're growing up it's like you're you're assumed you're brought to, to up be straight straight yeah you're brought up straight yeah yeah like i think uh, you know when i was 13 14 15 if I, if my parents like just burst into my room and went are you gay like i would be like shit no fuck off like that would have been the worst possible thing ever but i think like the best thing that parents can do in like now is 
like show actively to their children that they are supportive of yes. anybody who doesn't identify as straight you yeah. know have, just have casual conversations it doesn't have to be so direct to people just exactly you know maybe there is an artist or a musician who is gay and talk about how great that is and yeah. how well represented they are and yeah just that's where it will start with like young people and children to feel safe and confident to to come out and begin to live a life that they they you know they love and they deserve oh my god yeah like we speak about that all the time just saying you know if you are a parent and you really wouldn't have you know if you wouldn't kick your child out for being anything other than straight then just say that for fuck's sake say them words just say yeah you know we'd love anyone Mm -hmm. um you know it doesn't matter who you love you love who you love you know if they was just to say something yeah. like that mm. then you'd be Whew, okay yeah exactly. and even yeah. for like a I, yeah. for like a straight cisgender kid growing up it to to have those values to grow up with it will then in turn mean that they're more likely to be a much more accepting open-minded understanding person yes yeah towards yeah. friends that may come out you know it's just yeah, yeah, we just gotta throw around the love. <laughs> and as we know, allies are yeah. so important. Like mm-hmm. you had your sister and that was incredible for you and to have that support from her. And yeah, yeah. so any way that we can to encourage people to talk about it more. Because it I think it does I mean, God, a lot less so than when we were growing up, but it does still exist as a taboo subject, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. I mean Yeah. Less so now. Less yeah, now, less definitely. so now, but it does. Not going to be shitting on the progress that we've made, but, but it does. Yeah, but yeah, I but yeah, I, I totally get it. It's it's still people are still having a really tough a tough experience yeah. trying to have these conversations. You know, they they don't maybe know how to start or how yeah. to how to say they support yeah or, yeah. or respect. You know, yeah. like yeah, it's just anything that. Like, you know, even if, like, they see somebody on TV just and you, your son or your daughter or, you know, they're sat mm-hmm. there just casually have these, like, comments, positivity comments, yeah. you know, like, yes, it doesn't have it. to be so direct yeah, just to be definitely. the language you use around your kids and your children that, like you say, uh, you know, it's going to impact them in such a positive way. Even if they are straight, that's totally cool and fine. Yeah. It's like you say, Gabby, like, it's going to turn them into a better person. Exactly. Like, to be more open. Human. Yeah. Open yeah. and respectful. Yeah. Yeah. And that yeah. comes with anything, any kind of, you know, different groups of people, not just people yeah. on the yeah, LGBT exactly. spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. Just open mindedness is key. Yeah, we we love it. Mm. Yeah. So, how is your mum with it, with things now? I mean, you know, you come out, did you say maybe three years ago, but how is she now? And like, have you had any conversations around this subject with her? Yeah, um, we definitely talk a lot more. I don't think we've ever properly sat down and like spoken so directly on the topic, mm-hmm. but I know that she's supportive and she's happy for me. You know? yeah. like it's, but she's, I, I do sense that she's still working through a bit of difficulty with the idea it's not it's not it's definitely not homophobia like it's not don't get me wrong she's very supportive but I think like I said earlier she I I feel like mums have this idea that you will you know you'll get married to a to a woman you'll you'll have children you know the fairy fairy tale dream of you know I've got the son and that this is what they're going to do and this is the plan and when I come in and shattered them that yeah shit on it (laughs) you know it's like it's going to take a lot to yeah. work through yeah. like because now she's kind of thinking well maybe that won't happen so yeah. I, I do think that that's probably where it's a little bit mm-hmm. more difficult yeah um I mean, which i respect and that's 
that's you know that's it does take time doesn't it It, yeah you know it's it's important to be able to separate someone struggling with something versus somebody being homophobic yeah you know just because she's having Mm -hmm. taking this time to process and taking this time to understand it because perhaps it wasn't something that was talked about when she was growing up or talked about very negatively yeah yeah Yeah. it doesn't mean that she's innately homophobic or anything like no, yeah. no, no. And also, interesting what you were saying about, you know, parents have this expectation sort of for the, with the best will in the world because they want their child to have the best life. But it's like innately taught, like, you're going to be successful when you get married and have a kid and have a family yeah. and whatever. But it's so, like, for me, I think it's important to say that, like, there will be straight people out there that maybe don't want to get married and maybe don't want yeah. to have children. So, like, yeah. just also like that assumption that just because you're straight not necessarily going to want a family anyway exactly. you know what I mean like you know talking about your mum there like every parent shows acceptance in their own way as well don't they you know it's yeah. not all like oh come yeah, yeah. here I love you you know it's yeah. a, you know I love you no matter what blah blah yeah. because they do have difficulties maybe coming to terms with things themselves or have to work through things the little subtle things might mean the world to, to you yeah. you know because you can see that this is her saying i accept mm. it yeah. even though she's struggling yeah. not because of you but because of maybe belief systems that she's been brought up with yeah yeah that's so important i remember like kind of a milestone i guess and it was like the first christmas card i think oh. and it was like to dean and boyfriend and I was like I was like oh this is great I was like this is such like a small thing but it just says so much you know it's like micro things like that are so important yeah um, to know that like you are accepted respected and validated and all of this sort of stuff like that's Mm -hmm. yeah that's great oh that's so lovely that's amazing oh incredible it's so nice to hear how supportive everyone's been you know even if this taking time to be totally comfortable mm-hmm. with it as if it's not even a thing but it's nice yeah how accepting your dad was and how accepting your mum is becoming and even she is you know oh, it's and, yeah and your ex-girlfriend yeah. oh my god can we just like shout out to her yes because well, that yes. so so lovely you know Hannah, best Hannah, friend, yes, Hannah. yeah <laughs> yeah amazing she's, um, she's been yeah definitely yeah. amazing and uh, yeah and like she's dealing with her own shit in yeah. her life and she had no obligation to kind of help me through yeah. mine and she did I know, I know. So, I would really love to speak to her on your relationship and a partner yeah. coming out as bisexual because yeah. I'm, I'm so happy that we got to speak to you 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 shown your experience of coming out bisexual in a relationship because it just needs to be talked about more because Absolutely. it is yeah you know biphobia like Gabs you said before is such a thing that isn't talked about just really isn't and it exists and people aren't coming out as bisexual because it's invalidated that's what i'm trying Mm -hmm. to say it's invalidated a lot of the time and it just it should not be at all so thanks so much for sharing about that adds on to the fear of like like we were saying constantly coming out it's like like the fear is like not being believed or not or, or like somebody's going, ah, it's a phase, quotation. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, oh, God, yeah, I'm so bored. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and especially like, you know, now that you've got your boyfriend and people say, you, they see, see you with your boyfriend or you talk about him, they're like, oh, so he's gay. No, no. <laughs> no, That's no. it. It's, it's yeah. a whole spectrum yeah. anyway, you know what I mean? Like labels. Yeah. yeah. Oh, don't get this started on thing, labels. Like, <laughs> no, I know. Yeah. I, I don't, I honestly, I don't label myself. Like I, I used the word bisexual in this conversation to, 
put it somewhere exactly like i wouldn't i wouldn't i don't i don't know like i just if i'm with a woman i'm with a woman if i'm with a guy exactly god like Like my label label is i want is happy yeah Yeah. (laughs) cringe but true (laughs) no but honestly like labels right Uh, now people need and are necessary it's for for a lot of people but because stereotypes exist sexuality is assumed all these things that we want to get rid of make us have labels or make us feel the need to um put ourselves in a box because other people need to understand us that's what it is isn't it whereas if we're just like fuck you can like who you like call yourself what you want to call yourself dress how you want to fucking dress then there's no need for labels because people feel comfortable being themselves yeah but anyway (laughs) dean um just a question we ask to to everyone that comes on what would you say to your pre-closeted self or the guy that was maybe struggling to um to come out at first wow it's a big question <laughs> yeah um, take your time <laughs> <laughs> oh i don't know what would i say um i would probably say i'm not going to use the whole like everything's going to be fine because yeah. like yeah. no like it might not be and that's okay yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. but like um i would definitely say stay true to yourself and keep going basically yeah. just keep moving forwards because just have confidence in yourself because I think that's really important if you have confidence in yourself at a really young age and you not to say that you have to know who you are or anything mm-hmm. you know or have this all worked out when you're younger but having the confidence and just moving yourself forwards is going to be important because most of the people that you know at like 13 or 14 you're probably never going to see again in your life that's basically yeah. So you don't. yeah yeah so I would say just keep focused keep moving on and have confidence because yeah like that, that's all you need just keep going mm-hmm. yeah amazing I like that. really good advice yeah oh thank you so much dean i really love chatting about like all the issues around you know being bisexual and coming out as a bisexual man so thank you very much yeah. thanks i've really enjoyed this conversation it's been fun yeah, yeah me too it's been really good yeah it's been like <laughs> so refreshing talking to you like so nice like i've never really had this like a your perspective on it so it's really nice me too i've I've really not spoke to many bisexual males Mm. with with your story as well so it's so nice to to hear that and to put it out there as well thanks yeah that that's kind of why i i wanted like i i I did always back out because i was like oh god there's still so many people that i haven't had this conversation with you know and like i was like if they just come across this podcast it's a brilliant way to get it out there true yeah (laughs) it is yeah i don't have to have that exactly Um, and people you know that you know will understand it from such a true point of view an open one yeah 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 definitely yeah i yeah that's why i wanted to kind of have this conversation it was just yeah you're doing a great thing i love it i just think it's it's yeah it's gonna help a lot of people and like you both said on the podcast i wish there was something like this that i discovered yeah even just secretly somewhere that i could listen to and be like what i'm not alone yeah oh my god there's someone else out there that's going through this yeah like everyone else struggles with coming out it's not just me (laughs) would you know what it's like it's people like you that allow us to do this like without sounding like a fucking cliche like you are our content <laughs> you know what i mean and it's it's the fact that yeah. you've come on and told your story so honestly and openly that other people can listen to this and maybe relate to it or understand yeah, things definitely. better yeah i hope so we're yeah. really grateful anyway and it's been really nice to chat to you regardless so yeah yeah and to both thank you and if you are ever in seville yes yes oh my god we definitely definitely yeah. <laughs> it's a great place <laughs> Thank you.
Wow. Wow. <laughs> you weren't ready for that, were you? No. <laughs> so yeah, absolutely amazing speaking to Dean there. Like, really cool to talk to a, someone that's bi, really. No, it was. It was a really interesting perspective and nice to actually hear from somebody who has the experiences themselves rather than secondhand. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. As queer people, you know, you and I are gay, so we can only assume what it's like being bisexual and stuff. Exactly. I mean, I don't yeah. know about you, I did have a bi phase at first. No. You didn't? Okay. Um, I love the confidence. I love that. <laughs> um, but no, my point is... It was is, a straight flip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not a straight flip, but a gay flip, you know. <laughs> you went from A to B with yeah, no hesitation. I exactly. went from A to like A.5. Yeah. A and a half. <laughs> and then went back to A and a quarter. It kind of went back to minus A. <laughs> Yeah, we also should mention that the reason that Dean didn't mention his partner's name was because he hadn't come out yet to his parents. Mm. But recently we spoke to him and he, and he has, which I is know, so cool. I know, he has now come out, which is yeah. amazing. So we'll have to get him on. We'll have to I know, yeah. update everyone. <laughs> Dean part two. Yeah. Cool. So Gab's next week, who have we got on? We have got Kirsty. We have indeed. <laughs> she went through a really long period of coming out yeah it was an amazing story i think she replied to one of our stories on queer and yeah. then we asked to hear a story and, we, and she emailed us and we was like wow 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 honestly like, i was great it yeah. was like an actual lesbian yeah. novel i was like right i'm not reading this through detail because i just want to get her on we'll just get her on i want to hear it first and yeah it was, so yeah it was amazing it really was it was a very powerful story like because mm-hmm. been through it and, yeah um, i think really I'm... brave of her to come on so we're really really happy oh my god so brave of her so brave and i think that a lot of people can like take a lot from this story as well yeah absolutely mm-hmm. I really commend her for coming on and being so honest and telling her story so openly so honest and it's amazing where she is now and seeing yeah. what she's been through so we won't spill any more of the tea we'll wait for her to tell you herself next episode yeah so keep an ear out for queer see you love see you love to albums <laughs> Go on, you say it again. Gabs, we've got... Kirsty. No, <laughs> come what? on. What? Go on. I said next week we've got... Kirsty. It's <laughs> <laughs> <that> better. No. <laughs> what? Next week. So who have we got next week then, Gabs? We've got Kirsty. <laughs> what? What? How I... Go on. <laughs> What, what do you want me to say? Just tell me what you want me to say. No, I just mean Kirsty, but each, each time you just done it in a funny voice. Oh, right. I yeah. thought you were expecting more of me. Oh, no. Oh, right. No. <laughs> no. We're speaking to Kirsty. No. Yeah, so next week we've got Kirsty.